Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with us today. Welcome to episode 82 of Two Titans and a Hunter. We're a couple of dads who like to talk all things in the Destiny universe. I'm your host, the Night Demon. <laughs> and my co-hosts, Parody and Respawn, are here as well. Hey, guys, what's up? What's been happening with your week? You sounded like a kid trying to sound like his dad, you know? Hi! Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> Hi guys, and welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast, a show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing the game even more. What makes us different? Well, for starters, we're not streamers or YouTubers. We just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 info, news, and opinions. We do encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter, and that's the number two. Now, on with the show. Okay, twab news bunging. Let's go. No, okay, seriously. I keep hitting this mic, it's too far forward. Stop it. Put it further back. I have, but then I feel that I'm not. I need to project my voice towards the microphone this week. No, you do not. You're well, fine. Wherever you put it, you sound further away now. So, don't know what that matters. Good day to you, sirs, and welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter. I am your host, the Night Demon, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Parody and Respawn. What up? Every single week, it amuses me that your microphone continues to cut you off when you become too loud. <laughs> yeah. Put the thing back on this week. Never, week, never causes me to stop giggling to myself. So we're going to try and be efficient this week and give you the news, the information, the tips, tricks, the guides, all in one go without messing up and have a really short show so that you can get back out there and enjoy your solstice of heroes. So kicking it off with Next Week in Destiny. We can continue to play Sources of Heroes, obviously, and take on the EAZ with your team. See, when I first read that, I thought, oh, this EDZ is going to be the, you know, the flashpoint. No, no, no. I read it wrong. Oh. You can take on the Envoy of Savathun in the festering coordinate fall ordeal. So that's Grandmaster stuff as well. And Clash and Lockdown come to the Crucible. And Parody is going to tell us what Lockdown is again. Because we all know what Clash is. So it's where you go and lock things down. It's where you're trying to fight in the middle and then trying to lock down. And then you're trying to take the other team's zone. Or if you fail to lock down the middle, then you have to defend your own zone. Because that's what you have to do. Delightful! And should we guess at what the flashpoint is was gonna be? Let's see. This week it is Mercury, so next week's gonna be the EDZ. So you think it's gonna be EDZ as well? Okay. Respawn? Sure, why not? Um I'm still gonna say Mars. Mars is going away. It's gotta be Mars sometime soon. Yeah. No, Mars is over. I don't think we've had an IO one for ages, have we? For a good couple of weeks. No one cares about IO. Wait, no, IO was IO was exactly two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. You could be mistaken. We just I could be mistaken, but I we have no no basis to agree or disagree with you. No, no, it was recently. (laughs) I know that for sure because only recently 
I I actually did a flashpoint, and the flashpoint was on Io. Yeah, the only reason I know it's Mercury this week is because I had to yeah. I had to go run adventures, and I was I was stealing myself to go suffer through five adventures. <laughs> but they fixed slash broke slash fixed it, so I only had to run two adventures because <laughs> I was getting triple credit for all of my adventure runs. So that was much better. Should we inform the people about what's happened this week with regards to the Solstice armor? If we get into that first, then Respawn doesn't have to reiterate it later on and, and kind of mess it up with whatever order it was in. So true. So originally there was a couple of posts and a couple of Instagrams and Twitters going around and Reddit as well, saying that some people are getting a boost on the blue set of armor, which was the renewed set, when they've completed their first character. So Yezusus SAO on Reddit posted, you get a boost when completing a set on your first character. So this was the blue set, the renewed set. I completed the blue gear on my hunter and I'm receiving double progress on my warlock. Just wanted to share in case it wasn't common knowledge. To which then DMG replied to MTash on Twitter saying, it doesn't sound right at the moment. We've seen some reports that progress from objectives is taking a moment to catch up. So this could be a hiccup on the server. He's going to check in the morning with the team just to verify. So DMG wasn't aware that the progress was double or triple on once you've completed a character on the full set. So DMG did check a double progress on all characters checked with the team. That's correct. Obtaining the final legacy armor set, the magnificent set on a class will add plus one times to the other class on an account finishing the rare renewed and legendary tiers with the majestic armor objectives so two times once that one class has been obtained and the final armor set three times does that make sense to you guys yeah, yeah once you finish one set much. yeah so once you finish one set you get a, a double multiplier on the other sets once you finish the first two sets you get a triple multiplier finishing that third set. So the grind is a little less ridiculously painful. So originally it was meant to be you get to the Magnificent set. So that's the second tier of purple armor. So you go Renewed, Majestic, and then Magnificent. So you had to get them to the Magnificent set to get the times multiplier on the other sets. But it, what seemed to be happening where people were doing one blue set and it was happening on the next blue set that if they were jumping to the next character without Ooh. progressing up even further. And then even complicating things further, Bungie Help tweeted out, they're aware of an issue where Solstice armor progression isn't being multiplied for alternate characters after the magnificent Titan armor is acquired. So <laughs> their fix for this was until more details become available, we recommend completing Magnificent Hunter and Magnificent Warlock armors first. And funny enough, I actually started on my Warlock first. So I was already like just doing a little bit here and there. And then the next time that I logged in, I was getting three times progress on the blue armor for everything. It, I, I hadn't even completed a set on any of the characters. And my blue sets were just taken, like Parody said. I did uh, two heroic adventures and it was completed and it's meant to be five. I'm like, hang on, is this a bug? And then I went away and found that, you no, know, Bungie did oh, state set. somewhere. You mean peace, right? Yeah. I haven't, I honestly haven't even touched it yet because I'm not going to be bothered with it this season. I'm not even going to front. I'm not going to be bothered with it. But, but listen, well, just, just wait long enough and they'll complete it for you. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, 
I understand what they did was because there was a bug and there was an issue with it. They've just gone, you know what, we're just times three at all. You guys can get the blue sets done really, really quickly and then move on. And so now when you do a blue set, it's at times three already. But then when you hit your majestic set, you won't then get a progression until you hit your magnificent set for the next armor set. So you can do all the blue sets really quickly. And then as long as you get one majestic set up to magnificent, you then get the times multiplier on the next set that you then have to do. And remember, you don't have to masterwork it or do the, the final parts that we talked about last week. We're doing this, the seven trials runs, doing the night falls, um, the pit of heresy. You don't have to do those bits unless you want the glows. And we can talk about that in a second. So Bungie Help also tweeted out that they're aware of report regarding certain class glows ornaments not matching their advisory vibrancy and are investigating and they will update as soon as possible. He just said they're not glowing as brightly as people thought they should. They're not glowing as brightly as what they are being advertised in the Eververse store. But Bungie there have come back out and said that they are aware of it. They will be boosting up the the vibrancy of take the clothes. Actually, no, no, they that's did not something about it. Yeah. They did something about it. Yeah, I think they just didn't want people to have to run adventures because nobody wants to run adventures. <laughs> I, I, I jokingly mentioned in band, I was like, "Who can I get to do an account recover for me to run five adventures?" Because I do not <laughs> want to do it. And not interested. <laughs> not interested. If I had a child, this would be the perfect, you know, the perfect task for them. Run five adventures, run five strikes, come back to me when you're done. I, no, I, I, I don't want to do it. Yeah, the adventure. I'm like, why? So I was I was so happy when I did one adventure and got credit for three. I was like, we're going back in and doing that one again. Who cares? <laughs> you have to be very careful with what adventures you are doing as well, because I did an adventure on Titan and it didn't count. And I was quite upset with that. So uh, you, you, as a Titan? You didn't no, ask, I was you didn't ask beforehand. So you had to ask beforehand because I didn't remember either. And I asked, I said, you know, does it have to be the one on the flashpoint or can it be any adventure? And because I vaguely remembered it being it had to be the one on whatever planet was a flashpoint. And yeah, but it doesn't say that in the tooltips for the, the piece of armor. So that's what right. I'm saying to other people. Right. I went and exactly. tested it on another planet just to see. Yeah, because Destiny doesn't tell you what it wants you to do. It wants you to suffer and do twice as many as you have to. Yeah, I mean, if you're a new light player or you're just a, a new player in general and you're just playing through the campaigns and the adventures that come up on each uh, destination. So I, I went and clicked on the blue flag because for some reason I've still got some blue flags on, even though I've done the whole thing on every class. I think when they reintroduced Shadowkeep, they introduced going back and doing the old adventures and I did it all on my Titan again, but then I hadn't on my Warlock and my Hunter. So I thought, oh, I'll go and do those blue adventures. You know, that, that should count because that's, you know, part of the story progress. No, it, that doesn't count. You have to go and do the one, like Verity said, on the Flashpoint. Also, Cosmo commented on This Week at Bungie for last week and said that he made an error with the Twab. He just corrected it. So we may have read it out as correct, but I just wanted to kind of point people in the right direction. He said that you don't need to complete the final five listed objectives to upgrade from the majestic to the magnificent. So I believe that's doing the the, that's night the trials form. one. Just mention the, the trial. trials one. The trials one, yeah. <laughs> the, the pit, that's all the, anybody cares the about. Nightmare hunts. 
those final objectives are only to unlock the glows on the magnificent set. And when they're talking about glows, they are only talking about the white glow. Now, I didn't realize this that, oh, I did, I mean, I, 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 I did realize this, but they weren't, Bungie weren't really specific on the glows. They just keep saying the glows. They should say it's the, the white glow that comes with that set. Because if you purchase the Eververse glows, and as we said last week, each set costs 6,000 bright dust or 1,500 silver. What they did last year was you had to buy each glow and it was like 5,000 a glow. Whereas this year you buy it for a full set for the Warlock so that you get Arc, Solar, Void and Stasis. Oh, well and done. Nice. So because last I suppose last year it was just three for three. So you just bought you could buy just a solar glow and you could apply it across Warlock, Titan, and Hunter, and you don't need to buy the others if you didn't want them. Whereas right. this time, if you main a character, you can just buy one set and it will give you arc, solar, or void and stasis, depending on what subclass you are maining at that time. So every time you change your subclass, it will change the glow on that armor. Wait, you said and, that... and stasis? Yes, we we went over this last week. Yeah, but yeah, they're adding stasis to the glows once stasis enters the game. Ah, oh, um, you 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 say that once stasis enters the game, but as as I I saw on a cheese forever and a couple of other videos, <laughs> they would like <laughs> they would like it to work this way. <laughs> if you main a warlock, or if you have a warlock with the Felwinter's helm, and you equip the Felwinter's helm whilst wearing, I believe it's the arc and solar subclasses you can get the glow for stasis so you can get the darker blue glow uh, or you can see what it looks like so as long as you've got like the set with the glows and you've purchased the, the eververse things you can actually see what the, the stasis glow is but you have to have the the helm of um fell winter's helm you have to have fell winter's helm to see what it looks like so that was quite Felwinter's interesting lie. helm of same 14 lie no, not the Helm of Saint Fourteen. <laughs> no, Felwinter's Helm. Fourteen lie, get it? Because Felwinter is you that know, an Iron no, Banner one, or is, where does that come from? Any idea? It's the exotic. You know the the one that. Oh, uh... right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Okay. One of the new Got ones it. that came out after I stopped pl having time to play anything but a Titan. Got it. Yep. If you, I think it's if you punch Very people, you kind of it does extra damage. One of those ones for the Warlock. Yeah. 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 Going back to what Cosmo was correcting from last week, you do need to upgrade from the Majestic to the Magnificent set during the Solstice of Heroes event. You can continue to do the final objectives on the Magnificent sets after the event has ended. And as we've said, that you can apply the glows if you buy them from Eververse because somebody else tweeted. So over on Twitter, Eric Paco asks Cosmo, if I'm paying for ornaments, I want to wear them on anything I wish. And Cosmo replied, Oh, you're reading the, my stuff! What are you doing? The elemental glows are universal Stop reading my stuff! So you That's can my apply... stuff! No, it's not. This is my stuff. Nope, it's my stuff. The elemental glows are universal ornaments, so you can apply them to anything, Armor 2.0, that you want to. There is a bit of a distinction with completing the Magnificent set and getting the white glows to just purchasing a glow set that you can then have armor 2.0 ornaments so that's why you've probably seen a lot of people roaming around with full sets glowing 
they haven't completed the white objectives yet because trials has only just come out in the last day so yeah okay so if you if you complete the full solstice of heroes grind you get your white armor glows that applies just to your solstice of our solstice of heroes armor but then yes. if you go to eververse and you buy any of the three sets of glows they apply to any armor 2.0 set and you do not even like respawn have to participate in solstice of heroes is that correct that's what it looks like and it's it, it's not specific glows it's one package that has right. all the glows in it for a specific class just right right yeah Right, yeah. If, if you say I want to go lane oh, my, lane my warlock, warlock and I want my warlock to glow, you can buy the warlock thing. You can go yeah. with a beautiful warlock with any armor set you want. You can put your Felwinter's helm on. You can get your salt, your station glow, and everybody wins. And I just found out mm -hmm. you can't buy it unless you've already got the legendary Solstice of Heroes armor. Okay, so you have to get to that level of har of armor. Then um, you can then they're available to buy, so that, so you yeah, won't even yeah, let you right buy now. Them? Even yeah, even with silver, it's telling me only purchasable if legendary Solstice heroes armor has already been acquired. Ah, uh, okay. Well, we tried everyone, so go go get your double double progress through the first one, suffer through the next two, and uh, then you can buy pretty armor, pretty glows to put on anything. So then you can run it respawn glowing next time. <laughs> I just hit you with a sword again. I figure we we've talked. You know, there's so many different glows, and like you said, Bungie has not made it clear which glow is which. So I like to like to try to bring clarity to the people, so they go, "No wait, what do I have to do? How do I do this? What's the point of any of this? To glow, to look pretty. It's all about the fashion game." I thought I was going to get away with getting something I want without actually having to put in the work. Turns out, nope, nope. So now that we've got that little mess cleared up. Let's tell the people about This Week at Bungie parody. This Week at Bungie. This Week at Bungie, they kicked off Solstice of Heroes. And if you're anything like them, you're probably neck deep in your majestic armor, smashing through the Solstice of Heroes event. Or if you're anything like us, um, no, no, you're not. You waited until you had triple progress and you've just made it to your second set of armor. So or the yearly celebration of Guardian. <laughs> yeah. The yearly celebration of Guardians near and far has begun. The Solar Arc and Void have each taken a turn in the daily rotation of elemental damage, and a few of you have already completed the majority of objectives toward your first Magnificent Armor set, and are already off to the races on your alternate classes. Nope. So again, uh, tomorrow, you know, tomorrow at this point, uh, Trials is over for the weekend, so hope you played Trials. It's over now. It'll be back next weekend. You know, so Trials is coming back, so if you are trying to get that ma Magnificent White Glow for your armor set, um, sucker two friends into going in with you, pick up that bounty from Saint 14, and if you suffer through about an hour, hour and a half of gameplay, if you lose every one, you will get whatever the tier three reward is for the week. I don't know what it is this week, but that's how we got our shotgun and our, our uh, summoner auto rifle the last two weeks. I don't know. How do you I, I did laugh. I did laugh to myself because I saw an Astacross video this week with him discussing about getting the glows, and he was telling people. This weekend would be the prime opportunity for people to go into trials and get their seven wins because it'll be flooded with loads and loads of people. I'm thinking, no. I haven't even got to that set yet. How is it going to be <laughs> flooded? There's gonna, <laughs> I've got to wait until about I'd say two months down the line once I've got all the sets and I've got time to go into trials at the weekend to try and get the seven wins. And, yeah, you know, that's, that's why I tweeted out earlier this week. It's like you know which which week are we all going to pick? You know a couple months later to go in and I'll say, all right, let's come in and do this all as the 
you know, the plebs going into trials so we can flood flood trials with enough people. Some of us may actually win something. Because yeah, we we don't we haven't had had you know one full day to race through all three armor sets on a character or all three sets on our three characters. We have jobs, we have lives, we have things to do that sadly are not playing Destiny all day every day and thinking about Destiny. You know, hold on, you just said something. Let me know what you think about this, okay? We may have already discussed this. Maybe. We may have already discussed this. If we did, my bad. But in Trials, because he's talking about all the plebs getting together and, and just fighting amongst ourselves, right? What if they set it up so that if you have gotten a flawless before, you cannot go into the plebs game mode, period. Not, not you are stealing. Week. No, you are stealing my idea with the different rings, and you didn't like that idea when I brought that up. You can't you now steal about? it because you came up with it. No, no, no. What are you talking about? Rings? What do you mean? No, no, no. Ring, rings of gameplay of of you know everybody starts in the big wide ring. You know, think of it instead of you know, rings, levels, whatever you want to call it. Everybody okay. goes in there. We're on the same playing field. Okay, once you go to okay. go to flawless, you can move into a higher level or an inner ring. Now you just yeah. play other people that have gone flawless. Okay. And, you know, again, same idea is, is separate the people who are going flawless from those who will never go flawless. So at least have a chance at a couple wins. But we've already talked trials to death. So yeah, we're not so going to hash out here. No. Listen to like our last five episodes if you want a good trials in depth. Because every week we talked about trials. And I'm sure people stop listening because hashtag trials. Okay. <laughs> so, but before we get deeper. Uh, I, I did admit that we probably already talked about it. So. You did, which, which definitely means we already have. <laughs> You were saying, Nightdemon? I was going to say, I, when you you posted out your tweet, there was a couple of other tweets, and I read that somebody said, now, all you YouTubers and streamers and everybody else that has gone out of their way to get their magnificent sets and completely complete it, don't moan for the next month or so that you've got nothing to do, yes. because you are the guys that have now ruined it for yourselves to rush out there and do it. I understand they want to kind of get some content out there to show people, this is what it looks like. This is, you know, how long it took me to do the objectives. But do it on one character and then space the other ones out so you're actually enjoying doing it. I'm really, really enjoying doing the solstice. I, it's something you can do solo, which is really nice. You can go to the EAZ. You don't even have to talk to people. It's You can play different game modes you can collect different orbs although it is frustrating when you go into a strike and you've got one hunter collecting void one warlock collecting <laughs> arc and you are trying to collect solar on the titan kind of thing and it's like no just just it's just a solar, it's a solar day beat, beat the, but it, yeah things like that but it's a, it's fun it's just fun i mean they're obviously doing different objectives but it's fun and just i've enjoyed myself anyway sorry parody carrying yeah. on yeah, well, I mean, just sort of going off of that thread, you know, yeah, I understand you want to race through it and find all the, you know, nooks and crannies and tips and tricks. But yeah, it's like race through on the first character, but I almost feel like it would be more valuable, I think, maybe to, for some people, if you're if you're seeing the content coming out as you're hitting it versus, I race through this, it's all done, and now I'm going to move on. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of the same thing. It's like you've raced through it, and now you're going to moan for the next month. Oh, there's nothing to do. There's no content here. While the rest of us are going, no, this is more than enough. We're, we're good. Thanks. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, but before we get Ooh, deeper to the also, mm-hmm. also uh, uh, I to interrupt me. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> so, also a public service announcement for that. 
you know you get the um, solstice boxes the packages and you have to get the key fragments to open said packages and you get loads and loads of key fragments from doing all the different things like the strikes the public events but the boxes you can kind of only get from the eaz well i think it was either fallout or mtash i can't remember which video i watched they opened a bunch of these boxes and got like blue gear. I think it was Fallout, actually. It was definitely Fallout because he was he was saying, "What am I doing wrong? I've opened like fifty of these and gotten nothing good out of them." Yeah, so he realised what he hadn't actually done is he'd got the majestic set, but he hadn't gone to or sorry, he'd gone got the magnificent set, but he hadn't gone to the statue and meditated or told Eva Levante he'd done the whole quest line. <laughs> and then as soon as he completed the quest line. He could then turn in boxes to get higher stat rolled gear chances, but he'd opened so many boxes and just got blue. So just if you do get to that point, make sure you complete the quest before you then start opening packages and packages. I mean, obviously you have to do it, I think, for the blue set. But when you once you've done that, just save the key fragments, save the boxes, just play the game regularly. And then once you've completed that quest on whichever character that you want to do, or all three characters if you want to do, then go ahead and open the boxes after you've completed it. Sorry, now you can carry on. And that's another thing about that whole, because you had to open 10 packages for the blue set, but because everything is tripled, you only had to open like three or four packages. I opened five before thinking, I should probably check to see if these are also you know, counting for triple. So yeah, so don't, <laughs> don't blow through 10 packages on that first set of armor because you don't need to. Cool. I only opened three and two of them were blues. So Yeah. They're all they're all garbage. Just just throw them right in the shredder. Just put put them into the same shredder with the Pokemon Go. It'll all get shredded up together. It'll be fine. <laughs> Pokemon shredder. So before before we go deeper into the TWAB. Okay, just checking. Before we go deeper into the TWAB, we've been seeing some questions on rewards for Solstice 2020 and compared to, to the last year's. Let's take a moment to clear up some confusion, which we as two tanks and a hunter already have, but here's some additional confusion being cleared up by Bungie. <laughs> So last year, a legendary Sparrow was available to anyone who fully masterworked every armor piece of all three classes. We got quite a bit of feedback that felt this was a little too grindy for a limited time event. You're correct. This year, we shifted focus to the individual Solstice of Heroes sets you'll be investing time in over the next few weeks. Rather than a single reward after completing the armor on all three characters, we're providing a free glow when earning the magnificent armor sets per class, as we've already discussed. That's the white one. Uh, additionally, we're seeing some players asking why the Magnificent Armor set isn't fully masterworked when earned. This year, our approach was to give, give players a new path to earn high stat armor roll pieces outside of raids. As these armor sets have a max power cap of 1360, they'll have a lifespan that lasts through multiple seasons. End result, players can spend their time finding that perfect roll through Solstice packages for the duration of Solstice of Heroes, even after the event has concluded. Players can masterwork their armor pieces at their leisure, finishing up their majestic objectives to unlock their glows. So... That's the thing we already said and already told you about, but now we've told you about it in an American accent and a British accent. So we're just one accent away from having the trifecta completed. And, you know, again, as a final note, when you get your Majestic Armor set, you'll get the bonuses on other things, as well as the first armor set, because either Bungie goofed or they just said, eh, here you go, have 3x, it's less grindy now. Now go jump around the EAC. And now we have a Bungie Foundation up update. That Respawn can tell us about. You would do that, right? Mm, okay. Right when your breakfast arrives. Is that? your breakfast here? What's for breakfast? No, don't worry about it. What, where am I Respawn breakfast update. 
It's hard to believe that Bungie Day was a month ago. Time is flying by. We've been eager to give an update from the Bungie Foundation concerning the Empathic Ghost Shell and the Bungie Foundation Emblem Charity initiatives that were available. Senior Foundation Manager Christine Edwards. Hi! Is here today to share the details. You, you know you missed that because you did the silly high pitch thing again. You have to say hi, Christine, again. Hi, Christine. All we got is hi. And that was yeah. it. <laughs> it's funny because now I've even turned off my freaking background noise cancellation and it's still doing it. Stupid. It right. knows. It, it knows. Know. Okay. Christine, last month we've celebrated Bungie Day, a beloved tradition that celebrates the best of our community. The camaraderie, the competition, and the care we all have for one another. This year, we invited you to incorporate charitable giving into your festivities, and you all stepped up in a big way. We unlocked two unique We've unlocked two unique ways to participate. First, through direct donations, and second, through in-game purchases in the Eververse store. Because each of you, we raised $602,204.31 worth of donations and $555,639.06 from the Empathic Ghost Shell for a whopping $1,157,843.37. Somebody do the math. Every single dollar will go directly to helping kids in children's hospitals across the country by bringing them engaging digital entertainment that will brighten their day, make their treatments a little more bearable, and will remind them that even during hard times, the number one job is to play, smile, and be a kid. As the parent of one of our patients put it, iPads for Kids has made the experience more like home. It has helped keep King engaged and distracted from the pain. They've named their kid King. Those are awesome parents. Another parent told us Draven is just three years old and has been in the hospital for ATRT in his brain since December 29, 2019. Draven just loves the iPad. It has helped him in so many ways. When he cries and we give him the iPad, he stops crying. There's been times where he will fall asleep playing on the iPad. Uh, each one of you has given generously to the iPads for Kids program over the past few years has played a direct role in creating smiles, hope, and laughter for kids like King and Draven, along with hundreds of thousands of other kids just like him. We thank you. Time and time again, you come together to show the world what Guardians stand for. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you for being one of the best communities in the solar system. So respawn, are you feeling fashionable? No. You are. Am I? Right. Yes. And you want to tell the people about how they can feel fashionable? <clears throat> well, with some of the with some of the new majestic armor sets in the game. Let me take out this gum. This is really jacking me up. Hold on. <laughs> if you're not eating food, you're chewing gum. <laughs> I'm chewing gum because I'm is. thirsty, man. Take okay. a drink. I don't have anything to drink without leaving. That's why you need to have your, your drink here ready. The wife gave me coffee, but it's it's, it's not quenching here. It's making it worse. Um, with some new majestic armor sets in the game, we'd be crazy if we didn't host another fashion show. For those new to the conversation, 
every so often we challenge players to strut their stuff in the wilds of Destiny 2. Mixing shaders, armor pieces, exotics, and ornaments to find the perfect set. By the way, I'm still a huge fan of the Titan, not this past one, but the one before that, where they had each piece of armor was a different brightly colored color. Like, like, and it wasn't like fluorescent pink or whatever. They were all um pastel colors, right? You had the bright yellow, bright pink, bright orange, bright blue, bright green. And he looked in like an amalgamation of a Crayola box right and mm -hmm. i think that was the perfect titan color scheme anyway moving on wrong. <laughs> uh armor pieces exotics and bonus points to those who find the perfect destination for their photo shoot if you are selected you'll walk home with a fancy emblem for your troubles uh this emblem is actually not too bad the 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 big one the the small little icon is Kind of meh, but the whole emblem is pretty dope. Solstice is a celebration, and we're excited to highlight your fashion sense. Glow up, embrace your art, solar, or void side, and send some screenshots to Bungie. Also, for those of you that can access the... He's had a stroke. He's had a stroke. <laughs> the... Um... Guardian down. Guardian down. No. No, <laughs> yeah, the ghost. <laughs> uh, gosh damn it! The I want to say time. I always want to call it time, but it's not daggum time. It's stasis. For those of you that can access the stasis colors, that too. Um, again, send them, send the screenshots to at Bungie on Twitter with the hashtag Solstice Fashion Show. We'll be retweeting winners through Thursday, August twentieth. Now, hold on. So you've got some time after you've listened to this. Why are we holding on? Please note that players are required to wear at least one Solstice of, of Heroes armor piece, renewed, majestic, or magnificent. No, those are required. Players must take a picture on any destination to qualify. In other words, an image of your guardian in your character inspection screen won't be considered. Taxes and tags may apply. You might as well just carry on if he's disappeared. So with Solstice Fresh on the Mind, player support has been diving deep into the help forums. Not too deep, because you don't have to look that hard. Looking for fresh issues to diagnose. Missing bright dust on bounties? Inconsistent object... Yeah. Missing bright dust on bounties? Inconsistent objective progress? And a few other minor issues have been discovered. This, as always, is a report. The Missing Emblem Contact Form. Players eligible to receive Destiny 2 emblems by winning the Bungie Community Contest, purchasing items in the store, or by donating to one of the Bungie Foundation's charity campaigns. Sometimes players don't receive their emblem for one reason or another. So we've created a specific contact form to help them obtain their emblem. We will help players with emblem issues from the following contests or campaigns. The Bungie Bounty, the Aurora Clash, Movie of the Week. Shouldn't have started reading these. <laughs> and um. Anam Anamnesis, Anamnesis, yep. the movie of the week one, outstanding artists, aspect of luminance, the fashion show, the Levante Prize, the Bungie Store, the Bungie Foundation, or Charity Drive. So before requesting through the contact form, please note players must wait at least 15 days from the qualifying contest win or charity campaign. Players should first check their spam slash junk folder for any emails that may have their emblem code inside. And players should check their collections, flare, general section for their emblem to see if it actually showed up, but they just don't remember. For more information, 
we'll link well go go to the TWAB. We'll link it in the show notes. Bungie for contest emblems article and the missing emblem contact form are linked there. Fill it out if you're missing emblems. The Solstice penalties and Bright Dust. So shortly after Solstice re- launched, Destiny player support became aware of an issue where weekly and repeatable bounties were not giving Bright Dust. We're currently investigating solutions to this issue. We're also investigating a solution for those out who missed on who missed out on earning these Bright Dusts. God, I cannot read today. We are also investigating a solution for those who missed out on earning Bright Dust from these bounties during the time and will be granting Bright Dust to affected players as soon as we can. You can continue to complete and redeem your Solstice of Heroes bounties normally. So, Other known... so they'll, they'll track that and hopefully refund you some. So if you pick up the weekly ones, it should be 200 Bright Dust. And if you've done the daily ones, I believe, is it 10 Bright Dust? Per daily ones? Yeah, it's some something like that. I've just been sort of doing the weeklies and not picking up any of the additionals because I'm like, I'm not going to do these if there aren't any Bright Dust attached to them. So it's nice to know that at least it, they will, in theory, be retroactively awarding it. Well, I've, I worked out that I had 9,000 Bright Dust before. And I thought if I do all the vendor ones each week, so that's 3,600 Bright Dust I get per week, I'll get another 9,000. Which, in theory, I could then buy all three glow sets on each character at the end for the 1800 Bright Dust. So I'm, I'm desperately trying to do as many of the Bright Dust bounties. 18,000 Bright Dust, you mean? 18,000 Bright Dust, that's it. I'm desperately trying to do those amount of bounties to get more Bright Dust. And it would be just handy to have extra ones so that you yeah, want to put something else. Yeah, we'll, we'll be sure to pick up all your you know additional objectives on whatever game mode you're playing. All those additional ones, you know, grant bright dust as well. The same, you know, pittance of ten. So it'll get you there, slowly but surely. Two hundred as well. Get the two hundreds. Yep. All right. There's additional known issues. Uh, we're aware of an issue where Gambit Prime will not count for Solstice armor with Gambit objectives. So go play regular Gambit. We are aware of an issue where the Nightfall of the Ordeal will not count for Solstice armor with Strike objectives. So go play regular Strikes in the playlist. We are investigating reports of double, doubled progression progress on Solstice objectives not working for some players. We are aware of an issue where the Solstice bond for Warlocks has an objective that incorrectly states get 150 Guardian super kills. The objective progresses correctly with Arc super kills against any enemy. So Warlocks on your Majestic Solstice bond get Arc super kills against anything in the game, like a bunch of mobs in Gambit or Altar of Sorrows. We're investigating an issue where shaders do not properly apply to the majestic and magnificent robes for warlocks. And we are investigating an issue where shaders do not properly apply to the majestic and magnificent cloak for hunters. So titans look pretty, the rest of you, it's not so much. What I'm getting from this is that they've already ruled out the warlocks and the hunters from competing in the Levante Prize this month. So go as a titan and pick your best armor. Put your best shader on it. See, it, it's basically this is all a reward for winning the Guardian games. They say these are bugs, but no, it's actually just a reward for winning. So shh, don't tell the Warlocks and the Hunters. And there's also a late-breaking Bungie help. Uh, we're currently investigating issues where the EAZ weekly challenges do not give powerful gear rewards. So maybe hold off on turning those in. That was tweeted 13 hours ago. So uh, late Friday, early Saturday morning. So, good times. That has been our report for the week, and as always, we'll link the Known Issues article in the show notes, and you know where to find it by this point. 
there's more known issues than what we've read. And uh, now it's time to put on some sunblock and get out there and enjoy Solar Day. Is it still Solar Day? I mean, it is for now. It might be Solar Day by the time this comes out again. I don't know. <laughs> it's currently <laughs> Solar Day. At least for the next 54 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time for the report roundup. Solstice 2020 armors and their progress. Currencies with Beyond Light. Cosmo. No promises to make the Power Rising emote loopable, but feedback has been shared with the team. Take a drink. First line of the day. They concentrated on improving the armor and ornament experience for current and future Solstice of Heroes events, but they have no plans to return to make changes to the old Solstice armor at this time. Solstice Weekly Bounties Not Rewarding Bright Dust is, in fact, a bug. We already discussed that. Cosmo can give feedback to the team asking if they could consider pulling Crota's End out of the DCV sometime in the future as a dungeon experience. I would say take a drink, but that sounds pretty cool, actually. I saw they a lot saw... of people get quite upset about that, saying yeah. keep it as a raid. And I could understand why, but then I could also see the other hand as... It's not a raid. It was a soluble event in D1, if you were good enough like Glad. So it could be converted into a dungeon. I'd say maybe make a hybrid version of it and ha maybe have a different boss at the end, but have the same similar mechanics and similar layout and have a, a dungeon experience and then have the Crota's End raid, but maybe expand on that and add something else in there as well. Just that's my two cents. And that two cents paid for the fact that they saw a lot of feedback last year on the Sparrow offered for upgrading the armor sets on all three characters didn't feel worth the effort. They elected not to include it in this year and added an earnable glows instead. Reddit link. Suggestion to award Ascendant Shards for Valor resets has been passed along. Forums link. Yes, please. Take a drink. Uh, we'll give feedback. Take a drink. The team that some players would like to see skill factored into more PvP playlists. You think? Maybe just a little bit. Damn. We just got rid of skill-based PvP, and of course, the next thing on the very next TWAB is uh, we'll, we'll look into putting back some uh, some skill-based uh, things in, in more modes of the, the, the PvP. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't have taken it out to begin with, idiots. Sorry. DMG, some community concerns about the Iron Banner. Rewards, Mercy Games, Solo Experience, Power Levels have been passed along. Feel free to comment more in Source. What is this? Reddit link. That is a Reddit link. Which the title is, Lord Saladin's phone bills must be insane. <laughs> On currencies, some currencies and items will end up rotating out of your inventory. For example, destinations that are going into the DCV won't need the slots in your inventory. So hopefully that cleans up a few things. No, it doesn't because eventually it comes back and you're going to need those tokens again. Anyway, team is definitely aware of this feedback. Don't have details to share on UI changes to currencies, but we'll definitely have a TWA before launch going through stuff like that. I don't know why I almost said laugh. Laugh and launch, not even. Okay. Also, I know there will be questions on 
are currencies from DCV destinations going to be removed, or can I exchange them at a vendor in Beyond Light? Don't have info on that just yet, but we'll let you know ASAP. Take a drink. DCV, Destiny, con- Destiny Currency Vault. Content, not currency. <laughs> nope. We go into the Destiny Currency Vault with the content. Point of Stag's power limit will be fixed in Beyond Light. Reddit link. That is it. Oh, no, it ain't. I have stuff in here. Okay. Uh, we have an updated map. Uh, some guy went in there, discovered there are actually more chests than last year. Made an updated map. Congratulations. Um, ba, 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 ba. His name is... Who is this? Redhead Hippo? Yeah, Redhead Hippo. First off, this is a continuation from my last post. I have gone through the EAZ for the last six or seven hours, and I think I have found all the chests. If I've missed any, please feel free to let me know. That way I can update the map. There are a lot more chest spawns than last year, so instead of trying to solo this year, I would definitely try to find a group and section off the map. I have noticed that a lot of these chests are on the ground this year and are quite easy to get to. I am going through a bunch of stuff in this post, including loadouts, strategies, and the chest guide, and here is an updated map courtesy of Reddit, and it's by you forward slash ScoobyDZ. He'll put it somewhere in our podcast. Check it out. Damage! On Lord Saturday's phone bills must be insane. Toll free, I'll shoot over some feedback concerning Iron Banner today. List of points. Three tokens for a loss feels rough. No kidding. Players feel like they're seeing a ton of Mercy games. Also, no kidding. And have for a few Iron Banners now, even before skill-based match. Oh, there you go. Skill-based matchmaking did used to be an Iron Banner. Okay. There we go. Uh, playing solo can yeah, feel bad teams of six numerous times in a row you know they why don't they just put like 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 in 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 comp they have a, a solo player playlist man it, it wouldn't be too hard to do that for an iron banana come on bungie get fix your stuff guys it's difficult to tell when an enemy is higher power level than you leading to frustrating moments where a one hit kill requires two hits or others if you have any other notes feel free to Common. DMG has stated stacked rank the five most important things you'd like to see talked about before Beyond Light. We have a few months before launch, but always love to hear what's on your mind. By no means is a problem for this week's problem. I'm just asking just asking questions. DMG4 commented on I hope Beyond Light doesn't reduce sorry, doesn't introduce new currencies. Our currencies are already a mess. I thought you've already just gone over that, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. Talk about taking away the old currencies, but not the threat of new currencies. And you know yeah. we're going to get one for the new destinations we're getting. I hope not, it's man. Awesome. You, uh, you, you know we are. It's, it's a whole new planet. It's got to have new currency. Frozen strange coins, cooling so, it down. Someone worked hard on that on that <laughs> on that artwork. Bungie, for real. It's time to be extremely clear about last year's glows. I don't understand why we have to wait this long to hear about why they aren't universal ornaments and why the set we got during Shadowkeep was horribly rolled and no seasonal mod slot making them effectively useless after Shadowkeep had launched. Cosmo has replied to this. He says, We concentrated on improving the armor and ornament experience for current future social spheres events, but we have no plans to return to make changes to the old armor at this time. 
pretty sure I discussed that. Which is a shame because that armor set is completely different to the armor set that we've got now. It is. With different styles of glow. They should at so least give it to us as ornaments. At the it very would be least. nice to have it as back. ornaments. If you yeah. purchased it back then, then it should be available in your collections at some point in the next six months to actually has... 110 million billion percent correct. To be reapplied as ornaments. I agree. All right, and that looks like that's it. Sounds like it's about time to uh, move on to some tips, tips, tricks, guides, and watching YouTube so you don't have to with Night Demon. But first... No, 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 there's there's other stuff. Oh, right. So you, you may have noticed that we're missing our new companion, Not Off. We're not missing him. He's he weird. Look, Parody and I are missing him. You may not be missing him. But you did you did get to spend some time with him this week, didn't you? Yes, I did. So now it's time for Not Our Fast Law with his special guest and Padawan Respawn. I've got a couple of bits up already that we spoke about last week. The uh, the web law from Anna Bray and Rasputin. Now, is there anything you want to look at particularly? Well, I'm okay. So everybody was all about is is Rasputin our enemy? Is he a friend? Uh, some other things came to light that showed that Rasputin actually bugged out whenever the collapse happened, like a coward. You know. So as far as like what Rasputin is and why he, he was, did the things he that was he beaten. did. He was beaten. He didn't bug out. Well, he he did. He was beaten by the. He was beaten back by the darkness, and to preserve his consciousness, uh, and to potentially come back and actually fight another day, he retreated. Okay, okay. And then was this time when whenever he retreated, was it before or after his retreat that he downloaded his database into an EXO, and then began to hunt? Said that was Golden Age. No, that was Golden Age. So that was okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, was, I remember now. Yeah, because that was way before the collapse. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, the the EXO's gone offline. Fellwinter. That's the name. Fellwinter. Yeah. Yeah. Fellwinter went offline. And um, we can do the Fellwinter story if you want to. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I backtracked. Um, that's not where we were supposed to go. My no, main concern was, is, is right now, uh, Rasputin, friend, enemy, coward, hero, because now he's. At first, he wasn't a fan of Zavala or anybody really for that matter until Anna Bray started to communicate with him. And then the last scene that we saw with him is actually freaking uh, Zavala talking to him like an equal, right? Because Zavala originally hated Rasputin and considered him to be an enemy. Now he's talking to him as an equal. And Rasputin is saying something back. It appears that Zavala can understand him, but that's still kind of eh to me right so before we get too deep into anna bray and how she communicates with rasputin and what she does what exactly does the lord tell us rasputin is right now is he an ally is he gonna help us fight the darkness again or is he gonna bug out right now rasputin is an engram sorry you had me up until rasputin is a and then you lost me is that (laughs) <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> is an engram? Excuse me. He's an he's an engram, right? Basically, engram? the you remember the cutscene going into the new season. Yeah. 
you see the the big image in the in the mine lab there with Anna Bray telling Rasputin what to do, and they launch, be it uh, warsats or something else, be it Aurora knives or anything like that. They've launched a big strike on one of the pyramid ships. Now okay. that pyramid that pyramid ship then phases out of existence, and they think they've killed it. Then it phases back in to existence, and we think it then attacks Rasputin, and it shut him down. And that's right now. That's happening right now. That's happened. That's already happened. That happened at the start, very start of this season. Okay. 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 So, Anna Bray and a ghost, uh, Jinju, have recovered what they can of Rasputin's consciousness and put it into an engram. And they're supposed to be going back to the tower. Okay, with Rasputin as an Ingram. And an Ingram, for those that don't know, is just a, a bulk of data, right? That's yes. why we don't know what weapons or armor or whatever we've got until we decrypt it. So right now, he's just a bulk of data in physical form. It's pro programmable matter. Programmable matter. There we go, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's where we are up to date with... Um, Rasputin now there's all sorts of other things that could potentially be going on but that's the last we heard about Anna Bray and Rasputin. We still okay. know Anna Bray's on Mars but she's supposed to be coming back to the tower I think because in the Mars next season away, she... Right? Yes. Okay. So Anna Bray's going to be in the tower and I think she's going to be one a, a, a new tower vendor. Maybe maybe throwing it, throwing it out on a limb here, maybe, maybe even Hunter Vanguard. With her being hoping. in the tower, that that would make sense. Yeah, she's an elder. She's an elder van, uh, elder guardian. Uh, she's been around for a long time. She's very powerful, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, look if we if we're going to get into it here, my my big hope <laughs> was that I I wanted to see Aldrin come back and be the hunter vanguard until I was educated that he actually did not in fact win the hunter. No. Bet. So no, right. he did not. Right. So now he can't. Well, I mean, I mean, he still, quote unquote, can be, assuming he comes back as a hunter, per se, right? Well, we still don't know exactly what class he is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if he comes back as a hunter, because we don't know what he is. We just know that he is currently, right? He's. Uh, let's just say he's risen. He's risen, exactly. Yeah. So Anna Bray, I, I I wouldn't be mad if she was Hunter Vanguard. You know, she's got she's got some quips. She's got a little bit of attitude. You know, she's not Cade, but at least she's not boring either, right? So and you I'd know, she'll okay. stand up to Zavala. She absolutely will and has. <laughs> so and 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 yeah, no, I I I could see that and I'd be happy with that. But um, right now, like with him being an engram, right? Is there anything in the lore that says he stops becoming an engram eventually? You know, not as yet. Not as there's yet. many there's many many theories out there that they're gonna put the the engram into a frame or an exo or something like that. Oh my god, is he now, gonna be seven? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> he's gonna be Rasputin <laughs> one, possibly. <laughs> um, well, no, he wouldn't even be a one because he's just Rasputin. He's not an EXO. He hasn't been reset, and he won't need to be reset. Yeah, but if you put him in an EXO, the EXO's got to have a name, so he'd be Rasputin, wouldn't he? Yes, he would be Rasputin, but he wouldn't have the 
numeration? Name of one. Yeah, numeration. Gotcha. Um, now, there's one big theory that leads into the law I've actually got up in, in here um, of, what our, of how they're going to do that, or what I think they're possibly going to do that. Now, this law came out actually online. I actually found the link on Twitter straight from, um, straight from Bungie. And it's a story of uh, Anna Bray, and she's on Mars. And there's been a lot of earthquakes and uh, landslips. Um, Time frame is past, present, future? I'd say it's last season time. Okay, continue. It has passed, but it's not that long ago. Okay. And on Mars, they find another Bray facility. Other now, than the one they that get... we've already found, you mean, right? Yes, okay. a secret brave facility, because they are actually looking... Oh, I've just blanked on the name of it. Basically, it's uh, Clovis Bray's diary or okay. journal. That's mm-hmm. what they're looking for, and uh, they believe it's a facility uh, where they'll find all of the Braytech plans, what they've done, all the shady deals, everything. Okay. Um, so they find this facility in it, and uh, Anna traverses across uh, Mars uh, into a uh, onto a volcano. Now uh, she halts on the shore of the caldera. Uh, uh, Apollo in Aris, Mons wide crest, Ives for Donovan's dominance over the horizon as it passes the borders of her vision. Resonators embedded across her custom snow mask hum and disperse snow from her. Uh, dis- dispersed dirt from her visor now at this point she's actually left the mine lab traversed across mars gone up a volcano as far as she can to actually access these uh, this facility okay now so olympus mons is where the last facility theoretically is well that's what they think it is now when they get in there uh she gets scanned and it recognizes anna bray and says she's fine but she's got uh, Jinju with her and Rasputin into her, uh, sen- what they call a sensorium. She's got Ginger with her and what? Jinju. It's a ghost. Okay, yeah. And then what else does she have after that? And then she's got Rasputin actually um, communicating her through a sensorium. Now, what a sensorium is, it's basically a... I know. He, she feels what he's saying to her without actually understanding Right. Almost yes, yes. Yeah. But a sensorium is they can actually uh, access all of all of their it's bioware. Yeah. Basically it's it's a phone and everything built in. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, of course I do. It's yeah, hard yeah, it's yeah. hard it's hard it's hard to describe some of it. But then the security in this into this bunker, for want of a better word, because it is a bunker, recognizes an entity with O energy, which is the ghost, and a rogue mind. And then attacks mind. them. Yes. Yeah, I remember something about yeah, it, it yeah, it it called Rasputin the rogue mind. I do remember that. Like was it a rogue mind? No, it is a rogue mind, yeah. No, that's 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 the verbiage they used, a rogue mind. Or rogue entity. They they did use the word rogue, whatever whether it was mind or entity or whatever, they did use the word rogue. And mm-hmm. that that caught my attention back then too, because I was like, wait, Rasputin recognized Rasputin as a rogue? What? 
you know? No, it's not. It's not Rasputin that's actually recognizing right. him. It's a security system. Now. But at the time, I thought the security system was Rasputin, and he was recognizing himself as a rogue mind at the, like, when I first heard it. Yeah. So basically, after the security system sees them as a threat, it attacks them, and the Bray kicks ass, uh, takes out the, secu- takes out the, um, the cannons, and they proceed further in the facility. Okay. It looks like there's been a couple of exos trying to get in, but the same security system's taken them out as well. And they, uh, they've got Braytech insignia, but with Echo program on it. Okay. I've forgotten what Echo means. That's a, that's a different kind. That's, oh, God, what was it? Echo was... Um... We believe that the Echoes are a different type of Exo. Right, but no, what I was thinking of, they're, they're the ones that weren't created in the uh, where Cade comes from, theoretically. Uh, why yeah, is it because they... blanking on me, man? The Dark Stone Crypt. That, yeah, they're, they're, the they're, Deep Stone they're Crypt. Someplace, yeah, they're from someplace other than the Deep Stone Crypt. That's yeah, what they, were, they were created without Rasputin's knowledge. Right, okay. For the Echo program. Now, this bunker is called Pillory 9. Okay. And what they figure out, there's there's more of these pillory bunkers, and they're off net, so Rasputin can't access them. Now, I believe there was twelve of these bunkers. So basically, if Rasputin ever went rogue, they could split his consciousness, into his mind, into twelve, so they could control it, okay, and make it more manageable because they knew they couldn't beat it if it was if it became angry at them, yeah. Yes, if yeah. it, if you ever played Halo, if it ever went rampant, <laughs> I don't think you need to play Halo to know what rampant means. But yeah, I got yeah. you. So, um, but but that was back then. Now he's oops, that was back then. Now he's just a uh, just an Ingram, right? So, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. Go ahead, continue. There's two entries into uh, the lore about this, but if you've ever collected a lore book in game. It's the equivalent to a law book in two entries. Jinju's voice digitizes as she trails off into a snowdrift of light and enters the console. But first, Anna jumps back to the main menu and selects the pending Echo Link request. Echo Link, Kalos Station Actual, Uranus. Manual Distress Trigger. Launch, launch one initiated manual failure. Bay one compromised. Bay two inert. Counterbalance failure. Orbit decline, 42 days, 12 minutes, 7 seconds. The orbital decline timer ticks down. No time to waste. Once you get red access, we have to say we have a station to save. So now after finding that there's 12 of these pillory stations, one of them, it turns out, is actually a space station around Uranus. Oh. So what they do, they uh, they want to go up there and mm-hmm. and have a look. And uh, the, what they're trying to do is actually link Rasputin into all these stations to find as much information as they can to fight darkness. So they're trying to link him to the 12 stations, but without splitting his mind. Yes, because yeah. they don't want to do that. They want to, they're, what they're trying to do throughout the last season was connect. Do you remember when we had to go into the, the bunkers on IO, the moon? The EDZ, sure. and we had to manually go in there to access and start off with, and connect Rasputin back to them. 
Oh. A bit like in the way in D1 we um, we linked him back up to the uh, the uplink. Sure. Uh, and now that's what Anna Bray's doing here. And then from that point forward... That's when she finds out there's actually 12 of these facilities, not just the one she's in. Uh-huh. Yeah. So with the space station in the declining or declining orbit they decide to actually take to actually find that one first and the space station is declining orbit in europa uranus uranus sorry let's change that to uranus otherwise somebody's really gonna get upset no i mean it's it's fine i mean i know i had some you know what moving on uh point is, is, <laughs> is uh... <laughs> yeah Okay, so Uranus. I initially I thought you said Europa, and that's why I was like, ah, I was like, okay, so that's why we got to go to Europa. It sounds the same. Yeah, but um, okay, so Uranus, not Europa, got you. Yeah, spaceship, or not spaceship, space station is now in danger of hitting the planet from orbit. Okay, got you. Moving forward. All right. Now this is the second half of the uh, the law that we found. And I'll start off with, I was able to pull some data from those exosample Jinju perches on the cockpit dashboard. Two tech mites crawl over her shell. The jump ship plummets through fractalescent polychrome luge, ripping across a sable, sable pitch of space at blistering speed. Anna leans back in a pilot seat. One knee pulled to her chest. She watches strands of shimmer bend around the hull. A bobble owl jiggles along as the ship shivers underneath it. Cameron in frame. Hit me, her eyes turned to Jinju. I couldn't completely narrow it down, but they're definitely from the Golden Age, circa the collapse. Jinju continues. I've been going through the uh, pillory mainframe download. Those stations are meant to split Rasputin's mind in the event he ever became um, insubordinate. That's disgusting. Echo appears to have been a contingency program that activates afterwards. They also had a cornerstone schematic of his brain. Light static fuzzes from a bubble speaker on Anna's dash. Her helmet hangs on the hook behind her. Rasputin's uplink is offline. Anna chews on the information for a moment. A foundational brain model would help with containment stability after the partitioning process. It's like a front porch for your brain. It goes on, Ginger. Your name is cross-referenced all over this, Anna. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Based on what you just said, with her being cross-referenced in a lot of that, are you trying to say that her father was going to use her as a viable host? No. Oh. Anna Bray was trying to find exo brain maps that would be compatible with Rasputin's basic cure. I thought I thought you said Clovis Bray was looking for the maps and her name was all over it. Was yeah, like, it was. Um, your name is cross-referenced all over this, Anna. Neutral webway psycholinguistics. Full stop. Exo brain maps with candidate profiles. It looks like Clovis Bray was syncing Rasputin's basic core with viable hosts. So basically, Anna was the, Anna was the researcher for Clovis Bray. Gotcha. I see. Okay. Okay. So the hosts, right? I'm I'm remembering back to I think it was. Was it by? No, I think it was smiling. Saying that some of the dead echoes wanted to be said hosts or something yes. like that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. But that's a bit further on in the story. All right. Fair enough. Continue. Um, so basically, 
we know this is a plan. If ever, if um, Rasputin becomes insubordinate, too big for his own boots, whatever you want to call it, they're gonna they're gonna split him into twelve and launch this secondary plan from this uh, from this space station. Okay. Basically, what they think he's gonna do is actually wipe out the whole of humankind. He's gonna do a Skynet. Uh, definitely feasible. I could see that. Yeah. The the space station that's falling though. Uh, isn't the space station connected to the people that wanted to split him? Yes. Okay. So when Anna invaded, for lack of a better word, that bunker, and then she beat up all the security systems and whatnot, and as a failsafe, it sounds like it's a failsafe that space station is now going to crash into the planet, I guess, to destroy any evidence that there would be. Right? So she's trying to get to that... that, that, that um, space station i keep wanting to say spaceship and it's really messing me up I'm trying to get to that space station to either stop it from declining or to recover what she can from it before it goes down but that's right but the fact that he's accessed that thing is not the reason why the space station's got a dis- de- declining orbit that's just down to age this is don't forget this is back from the golden age Okay, okay. I, I was thinking maybe Rasputin had something to do with it getting destroyed. Maybe Rasputin doesn't want her to know what's on there. Or maybe as a failsafe, they wanted to destroy it. That way Rasputin can't get whatever's on there. Whatever, but it's actually just old age. Gotcha. Yes, it is. There's a bit in here about just uh, talking about um, her partner uh, and how he works for Owl Sector. So when she was alive, while you're reading, right, to feel the dead air, when she was alive, she was part of the, obviously, the the Braves, right? But she was part of the Braves working against Rasputin? She created Rasputin, or helped create Rasputin. Rasputin actually dates right back to the first mission to Mars to see the Traveler. Right, but in that that bunker, right? Because the ghost was reading data from the bunker, if I didn't get that. Yes. And the data from the bunker... She created Rasputin, but also a potential way or helped create a potential way to split him if anything went wrong. Okay, so she did both. All right. That's what I was getting on to because I was like, you know, yeah, because if her name is all over that to try to split him up, you know, that would indicate that she's his enemy. But then, okay, I see. She's she's she wasn't his enemy. She was just it was it was a failsafe. Basically. Not a failsafe to ship that's trash landed. A failsafe meaning if something goes wrong, this is how we can stop it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Now, if you can imagine they're on their way to the Uranus. Oh, you've got I wanna call it I wanna call it a spaceship now. <laughs> they're in Anna's jump ship, they're off to see uh, the space station. Um, the shimmer surrounds the jump ship jitters before abruptly smashing into empty space. Anna leans forward and looks out into the void. Uh, where's the planet? She slowly rolls her head around the cockpit. They drift through space on placid waves of nothing towards a distant nowhere. The vast luminous twinkle of the Milky Way plays out in the panorama through a groom-speckled pinholes, pinhole prick gaps in the starry sea. The absence of them direct, directly apparent to Anna's eyes, like rays of darkness from a black sun through sheer cosmic sheet. That was difficult. Jinju perks up and Jinju perks up internal sensors suddenly askew. 
Something's nabbed us right out of our jump. We're off course, Jinju calculates, by 3 AU. What? Okay. And manually scans the trajectory equations of the nav computer. There's nothing wrong with the map. Jump, drive, error, misalignment squawks on the bubble speakers. Little late. See, in the grand scheme of things, as somebody that's spent a lot of time in astrology, right? I know my hobbies are all over the place. AU is astronomical unit. And all that means is the distance between the Earth and the Sun, right? Yep. So if they're off by 3 AU, that's just the the distance between the Earth and the Sun times 3. When you're thinking of space and not being able to see a planet, right, especially with all the sensors and whatnot that they have, that's not a, you know, that's not a huge distance. Now, if it had joined her like three light years off course, then I'd be like, whoa. But if it's just 3 AU, she's still in the solar system, you know? So. If it if he yanked her off by three AU, what's in the solar system that could have messed with her? Pyramid chips. A little late. Tart uh, synthetic tickle creeps red and patient, low and pressing, as not to be heard by those that might be listening. Relax. I know we're off course, but it's not that far, relatively speaking. Anna scrunches her face at a nav screen. It's overtaken by interference. Okay, I can see where we are. Hang on. A slow wrinkle skulks across space. It presses up the fabric, insignificant points between stars warp and spur. Small disturbances in the constellation congruence of the galaxy. Far, from afar, it is nothing, a flutter of wings in the wind. It's dark out here, Jinju's voice is distant as she peers outside, beyond the canopy and expanse without horizon. That's when the stars shine brightest, Jinju. Find a constellation for me so we can get our bearings. Gravitational wave anomaly detected. Jump realignment required. Way ahead of your ship. Anna checks the jump vectors and flicks through alignment procedures. Mav thrusters sputter to orient the ship towards Sol. Anna test cycles the jump drive. It, it revs and chokes before locking. Gravitational wave anomaly detected. Jump hazard. Location inconclusive. Clear hazard. Okay. That's not a comforting thing to hear. Anna deploys a sensory boy from the ship. Rasputin stings and pricks red iron. Steady pressure. With localised insistence. Feels strange. Jinju is distant. We should go. Anna initiates recalibration of the ship's jump positioning solution. There's definitely some weird space out there. Gravitational wave anomaly detected. The ship lurches. Anna's stomach churns. Jinju vibrates violently in a space. An outer shell of light absorbing some form of force. Red iron needles whistle tea kettle pressure in a white anxiety from Anna's helmet. Cloaked shadows shift through the vacuum of an eternity away, and all too close, shown only when they wish to, to only who they want. Anna swallows to settle her stomach. What even was that? Did we move? Leave now, Anna. Please. Jinju presses against the glass of the canopy, peering outward. System realignment, solution secured. There it is. I've got a jump lock. Gravitational wave anomaly detected. Again? We're riding this one out of here. Anna eyeballs the adjustments for the gravitational wave into the nav computer. Punching jump in three, two, one. They slip between folds in space. Formless wake propels them. The ship rides through the subspace at speeds far exceeding her jump drive's capability. Colours dull in the slipstream. Frisian electrifies Anna's senses into a timeless euphoria. 
the nose of the cockpit stretches ahead, drawn towards some distant vanishing point. She struggles to keep the flight stick straight. Her motion seems all small, inconsequential, and too slow within the wave. Fluctuating pockets of drag flex and buck, threatening to throw them off into the unknown. The cockpit twists around her, indicating indicator lights blink in uh, metronomic sequence. Purpose and pigment slowly materialise in her mind. Hull integrity failing. Not yet. Collision. Bow. Celestial body detected. Auto drop failed. Anna steadies her mind. She force cancels the jump, seizing the drive and dumping them out into space before the thrusters burn steadily them again. Their emergence is dwarfed by a stratospheric colossus. Uranus hangs. A daiquiri of pearls set in tilted rings. A grin overtakes Anna's face. Nailed it. <laughs> Basically, now, now they've reached the station, what they've actually had done there is, if you've ever read the, uh, I think it's the Mar- Marasena, uh, this is the same type of gravitational wave that uh, affects the Yang Li Wei, the Exodus Blue. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, sorry. No, it's the Exodus Green. Sorry. It's the Exodus Green. Um, so they've actually been in a, a close encounter with the darkness uh-huh so now they've actually managed to get back on course and are there at the station and they're immediately attacked by the warsats that are there now you get a brief firefight rasputin manages to hack the warsats uh and the ones he hacks takes out the other ones so then they manage to actually um get on the station now uh, let's just quickly uh, go forward in this. Kalis Station. Now, this is this is the actual station name. They uh, they go inside, and they manage to find the what what effectively is a frame that ran the station. They get the information out of him, but in this time, they find exos, lots and lots of exos. Jinju beams light over the fuselage as they float through the ruptured bay in weightlessness. The reflective hull is filled with exos. Mannequin cadavers hung frozen on silk threads surrounded by globular blobs of various fluids. Loose wire tangled sags. Tangled sags around the lifeless many. One of the two glides freely within the cabin. Their chest plates share a pristine logo. Echo 1. Now, one of these exos has actually woken up. Mm just after the i believe it's just after the collapse and he eventually gets free but you've got to imagine he's gone through thousands and thousands of resets because of the uh okay the der i can't remember exactly what the acronym means it's something exo rejection okay um uh, now he attacked degrading exo rejection De- no it's not degrading degradation? It's basically, it's like that. It's the uh, rejection of the mind. That's why they have to be reset. Yeah, okay. So he attacks Anna. Anna manages to take him out. But in doing so, Rasputin literally opens up on the Exo with Warsats and literally just mangles half the station. So What? what... While Anna's yeah. still in there? Oh, yeah, but she's safe uh, because he's actually sniping at her from across space. Oh, okay, I see. Damn. So dude's got skills. After yeah. <laughs> that's when she she goes into the office with the um 
the station manager that the ghost is powering, the Jinju's powering the ghost. And he tells her about Echo 1 and Echo 2. Now, they were stocked with Exo crew units, uh, and their task was to establish and oversee embryonic development at Colony M31 Site A and Site B. So basically, they were a secret colony ship. So if Rasputin ever did go rogue, and potentially if they didn't manage to partition him in the 12 bunkers, they'd already sent Echo 1 and Echo 2 out to continue the human race. Uh It's like a a Hail Mary play. Yeah, no, I'm following you. It's just... Okay, it's a lot to take But one ship's missing... And it looks like the other hangar's partially destroyed. So they blew their way out? Yeah. Okay. And that's when she finds out there's a 13th Clothis site that this station is linked to. Okay, so there's a, she discovered a 13th uh, settlement. Now, how does she discover yeah. the 13th settlement? Just because the ship escaped? Because she's, going, right she, she's going through the station mainframe with the... Um, the the station manager bot. Okay. So that's when they also realise that the actual the actual station is falling out of uh, orbit even faster now, down to Rasputin. Site thirteen. So they decide to download the complete mainframe, uh, but then they decide to take a portion of the station home with them. It doesn't actually say. I'm just going to have a quick scan through this. I think, I think the part they decided to take back with them is going to be a little important. Yeah. Now, they do take part of the station back to Earth with them. Uh-huh. Now, it doesn't actually say what it is, but okay. my personal opinion is it's the part with the defunct Exos in it. That's exactly what I was thinking, the, 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 the storage bay for the because, Exos. Yeah, so they are most of them possibly will be compatible with Rasputin's consciousness, which brings us back to where we started. It's possible this is complete conjecture and spin foil, and it may never happen. But there is a connection there with an XO that's potentially compatible with Rasputin's mainframe, that they could potentially go and get this exo, and uh, for want of a better word, just stuff this um, engram of Rasputin into it. <laughs> and then you've got Rasputin the exo nice imagery. <laughs> yeah, um, you you talking about the one that that attacked her that she had to put down? You think that thing's still alive? Or are you just talking about one of the no, many that's, 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 that's in the bay? That's gone. She basically in in the actual the law, she uh, she melted its face with a golden gun. <laughs> Yeah, that thing's not coming back. Okay. That thing's not coming back. <laughs> that's that's pretty definitive. Okay, I got you. But if she got if she got the effectively the storage bay with the exos in it and took that back to Earth, not only do they have the actual potential of resin more guardian exos with the actual dead exos that are in there, because there's there's still unpaired ghosts on there. They've also got the possibility if they scan, if Rasputin find one that's more compatible with the other, lift the lid of the of the mainframe, pop in the pop in the um, exo, engram, engram, okay, pop in the engram, and uh, 
there you go. We've got uh, Rasputin the Exo. I so wow. So how would that even work though? I mean, if Ras so Rasputin is the one that communicates with all the all the let's say weapons for lack of a better term, yes. all the weapons all over our solar system, right? Yep. Without the Warsat, that, the Warsat network. The Warsat network. Thank you. Without the interconnecting part of Rasputin, can this EXO even communicate with the ones that are like way out by Uranus and all that other nonsense? Well, we know we know with the Fell Winter Law that the Deepstone Crypt has many, many upload points. I think the one they quoted using actually in the on Earth was three hundred and odd. Let's say through oh for one want of a better word, because I'll have to actually look the actual precise figure up. It's three hundred and forty-two. So you've got potential of three hundred and forty-two different access points to upload to the Deepstone Crypt. So who said he can't just every so often just plug himself in and go, I've got access to the entire network? Or even one of the existing EDZ bunkers, or even the EXO goes back to Mars and plugs himself in. Yeah. Because even you saw in the, in the law for Fellwinter's lie, Fellwinter could actually walk into any brave facility and all the panels would light up for him. He had yeah, but, but that's back when Rasputin was still an interconnecting piece between all of them, right? Without, without Rasputin code connecting them all. It doesn't matter know. about the Rasputin code connecting them all because they've all got the security protocols and they recognize the authority of Rasputin. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. All right. So he 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 doesn't keep them connected with his AI. There's actual protocol. I mean, it's just like a network, right? So yeah. there's the network, and then Rasputin has access to said network. If, I was if thinking you, if you, Rasputin it's almost like was has got administrator rights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. He's the AI that controls the network. Right. 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 Okay. That makes sense. I just, I thought he was the network. I thought Rasputin was. The network that connected everything together. No, right. he's an AI that controls the network. I'm trying to. Now, if, I, I, if I'm sorry. To, I'm, being, can... I'm being oddly quiet, but no, like I'm right. trying no, to trying to think way. about ask like scenarios and 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 all this other thing that can happen, right? So right now he's an Ingram. He's an Ingram because we attacked pyramid ships and mm-hmm. realized that we are outside of our league, and now he's been reduced to an Ingram. Now, the first question that comes to mind is how much of Rasputin is left inside of that Ingram, right? Is it the full, yeah. you know... They reco- I think their wording was, we recovered what we could. Right, so how much of him is actually left is the first we thing, don't right? Know. And yep. whenever that thing becomes an Echo, or an Exo, sorry, um, would it be still friend or foe? Right, because depending on how much of that Rasputin is left, its loyalties could potentially change. You know what Anna, I mean? Rasputin's loyalty is to Anna. Yeah, Anna the, the full Rasputin is. That is correct. But if it goes back to a default setting, I'm not talking about default setting. I'm talking about or, corrupted. Right, meaning okay. Mm-hmm. So you know how you you have a whole hard drive full of all this data, right? Your hard yep. drive becomes corrupted. You can only get some of the data back. It's not default data. It's just nice. some of the data, right? So he mm-hmm. could know who Anna Bray is, for an example, 
but he might not know that he's supposed to be loyal to but her. One this, of, one, this is just hearsay, though. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. how much of him is left? But one of his ma- one of his major protocols will be to be subordinate to any of the clay uh, of the uh, Bray Bray family. Yeah, and not just Anna. You got Clovis Bray, Clovis Bray the second, Willa Bray, Anna Bray, um, Elsie Bray, and there's a couple more as well. <laughs> the stranger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh but goodness gracious! You, no- you noticed what happened when they attacked the darkness. The darkness shut them down. Yeah, they shut they, down. They shut, they, I understood. They shut down Rasputin. Yeah, right now, the Yang- Exodus Green, the Yang Li Wei, came into contact with the darkness at the end of the Golden Age as it was about to leave the system. And what they did was they sash- sashayed themselves away from Earth. And made a declaration of neutrality, and Wait, then they were given the yeah. shadow, the the shadow race, the pyramid ships. They yeah. declared neutrality. No, 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 no. The Yang Li Wei. This is this is an oh Yang Li Wei. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I I jump ships as it were. Ha! Pun intended. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> they um they declared. They are neutral. They're having basically they they are Switzerland. Basically, they're completely neutral. Sure. And what happened was they got dragged into a singularity. And uh, they became the Awoken, right? They became the Awoken. Ah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, is the darkness bad? Don't mess thought... with it, it leaves you alone. Attack it and look what happens. But we only attacked it because it was approaching us after the Traveler woke it up. But it was only approaching us. It didn't attack us. Man, that's a fair point. <laughs> I can't argue with that fact. But, no. like, I mean, doesn't it just, like, scream to you bad? You know? It was awoken by the light. It starts approaching us because of the light. And so far, the everything that has come in contact with the light tries to kill us and take the light. Right? Yeah. So, I but mean. Without light, they cannot be darkness. And without darkness, they cannot be light. Yeah, but the nobody bright, said it had to be an equal the, balance, right? There could be a lot the, of dark the, with a little bit of light. <laughs> yeah, but the, I mean? uh, the brighter the light, the darker the shadows. Okay, is the shadow our is is the darkness our enemy? No, not yet. But I mean, it's it sounds bad. Come on, man. Look, everybody who's it listening to this, it sounds bad, right? Anything that's oops, anything that's ever come in contact with our light as thus far tried to kill us whether it's bad good or indifferent right because again it also depends on your view right we view the have you ever been around the vex and left them alone and they've on a mission or something and you've left them alone and they've not done anything to you Mm. you just walk straight past them and they're not shot at you i don't remember any vex never shooting at me i'm not saying it doesn't happen i'm saying because you've already probably shot them first Listen, no, because even on some of these, even on some of these strikes, right? You got to get on your speeder. You got to fly past these guys to go into like a cave or whatever. The whole time I'm flying past them, they're trying to kill me. You know? Yeah, because they don't them. want you to go. In, they don't want you to go in there. But 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 I didn't do anything to them. <laughs> you okay. might not have, but they they're trying to protect something they're building. I see what you're saying, right? Are the vex enemies unless you mess with them first? Potentially, no. 
But at the same Again, time, it's the same with the darkness. But hold on, no, the Vex. Okay, no, the Vex is the enemy, and I'll tell you why. Right, the Vex aren't evil. I will give you that they are not evil, but they are no, the enemy because they assimilate and transmute everything that they come across. They're like the Borg, you know. My nerd is showing right. Everything that yeah. they come in contact with, they turn into machines. Right. If they could turn everything into Seven of Nine, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but uh oh god she was hot wasn't she don't distract <laughs> me shut up um anyway uh, getting back to what i was saying um even though they're not inherently evil they do pose a threat right they threaten yes. to change us into whatever they yeah. are and they threaten to essentially destroy our planet in its natural form and turn the whole thing mechanical and all this other stuff so then you you look at, then at the elixir fallen and that's what i was saying before from if you look at it from their perspective they're not evil either no they just just want the light back they no, not just survive they came to us wanting to get the light back because they had it previously and they want it back right so from their perspective they're just getting something back that they've already once owned it's like they they look at they look at what something we've taken from them yeah i mean essentially right we didn't take it the traveler gave it to us but semantics yeah but all they know is they had it they lost it we have it they want it etc yeah now the cabal favorite races the cabal they are definitely the enemies they never had the light as far as i'm aware and they're just trying to steal it they're just trying to kill us they just blow up moons for getting in their way as as the cabal are following orders yeah but the cabal are following orders they're following orders it's irrelevant though, because their orders are to seek and destroy, to kill. That makes them an enemy, right? Yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah, so they're they're, they're the one thing that <laughs> they're the they're the one one race that isn't affected by either the dark or the light. Correct. They are just they're Apart militaristic. From the nut job in charge of them that just wants to be here to watch the end of days. Uh, yeah, but oh my god, I want to get into that lore so much. Whenever, oof. Anyway. Uh, so, um, that being said, they're not affected by the light or the dark, but they're very militaristic. They want to claim land, and what they can't claim, they destroy. Definitely enemies. Yes. Yeah. Or they, if if they, if they can't, so she, uh, they can't absorb you into themselves. They're a bit like a Borg as well, because they've already, because the cabal, the actual ordinary cabal, the uh, the big guys. Yeah. And then you've got the uh, scions, which yep. is a race that was absorbed into the cabal. I did not know they're that. Not, they're not. I thought they were just a different, like subspecies of cabal. No, no, really, they're not a subspecies. They're a different species altogether. The more you know. Wow. What else? But but the the elixir are the elixir. No matter how big or small they are, they're all they're all yeah. elixir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they're coming round to our side. Well, a percentage are. You've got Mithrax in the House of Light. And then you got Aramis, the ship stealer, who's the next raid yep. boss. That well, rumored to be the next raid boss. That's but they're be, coming to our side, right? Of dark. <laughs> well, I get what you're saying. I think they will. I think they will. I think. But they then will we too. get get down the th- whole thing of the Grey Guardian, the garden that har- the guardian that harnesses the dark and the light. What about that? I, I believe that. Um, Oh, Shin Melfa was actually encouraging encouraging us to be embrace the darkness enough to understand it, 
because he said he even said in the law that we're the only guardian that could it that could wield the light and the dark. The light and the dark could be it's yeah. thorn and the last word. I wait. And that's, I how we, was... that's how we. That's how we uh, crafted Lumina. You're right. Yeah, I was thinking thorn and Lumina, but you're right. It is thorn and the last word. Okay. Uh, but Shin was he was evil though. He just went around killing he, he, people for the sake of killing people at some point, you know. He he always gave him a choice. And that's what Gambit is. Okay, but giving somebody the choice, you can still be evil because the two choices could just be two bad things, man. You know? It's like, okay, here's a choice, right? I give you a choice. Do you want me to shoot your son first or your wife first, right? Yeah. I've given you a choice. It's not a great one. and goes... If you <laughs> repent and turn away from the dark, you're fine. If you carry down the darkness route and carry on enjoying it and killing, I will take you out. Oh, wait, no, hold on. I'm confused then. Shin... Oh, Shin Mao Four is the guy dredge. that... I am thinking of Dredge and Yor. Yeah, Shin Mao Four is the guy that wielded the last word and yeah. Mao Four is the thorn. You're right. I was completely backwards. No, Forget Shin, everything Shin I is... just said. <laughs> <laughs> I think we better call it a day now because we're going <laughs> off on the right tangent now. We are. Okay. So um that being said, we coming back full circle, do I think the shadow is the enemy? Uh I would say yes, only because we don't know. Based on our experiences, anything that comes in contact with the light and then comes to us is killing us. Period. Right? Granted, they haven't started attacking us yet. I give you that. And the only time they did anything is when we attacked them first. Again, I give you that. But the Borg was also similar. They wouldn't attack you. They would just chase you till your ship died, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, I still think that they're enemies, personally speaking. But we'll see how it plays out. That would be cool if they weren't. But I don't see how we'd have a game if they didn't. Well, no. We'll see. But there is rumor there is other races coming in as well. There's other races coming in. I did hear that. And I was just thinking off tangent, right? What if the next destiny not only lets you choose between human exo and and awoken, but human exo awoken elixni and whatever else has come to our side at that point, right? Right? Yeah. Right? Obviously you can't be a Kel size character, but <laughs> it'd be you cool know. if you could it'd be cool if you could and and for example the elixir what if you had a race specific ability like the elixir have four arms right what if you could wield two weapons as let, let's say a super for a time what? you know you have a grenade launcher and a rocket launcher just do, 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 do. Spectra, right? spectral blades time four i take it back forget everything i just said <laughs> that'd be amazing <laughs> that'd be overbroken <laughs> come on even as a oh, hunter main, I could tell you that that would be way too broken. You know, it'd be amazing until they'd not patched it. <laughs> yeah, or freaking two golden guns, four golden guns, two stripper poles. Oh my god, no, no. Well, you'd only have much. two stripper poles and two golden guns, whereas you've got two blades and spectral blades, so you'd have four. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I was also thinking, you know, golden guns. A lot of the time, you can just hold it with one hand, right? So four golden guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah possibly. Thank you very much for that not off and respawn. We hope you've learned something there, respawn, and um, you will expand on your knowledge 
Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> now it's time for the tips, tricks, guides, and bills parody. It is. Probably. T- tell us what happened on YouTube so we don't have to go watch it all. <laughs> That's what I should call it, really, shouldn't it? Night Demon tells you what's happening on YouTube so you don't have mm-hmm. Watching YouTube, you don't have to. Or at least you it, don't have it, to. It, it, at the very least, is a title which you don't have yet for your section aside from tips, chips, chips, fish, chips, cheese, and and um, everything else. <laughs> chips, chips, cheese. cheese. Yeah. Fish, chips, cheese, and chimps. There you go. So to start us off this week, uh, Fallout Place has an EAZ chest route guide and fastest way to farm. And this is a handy guide for anybody that's actually going in as a three, breaking it down into working in the three different areas, like the left, the right, and the factory bit at the top. And if you kind of stick in those areas and take out the mini bosses in those areas, and then he shows you a route of how to run for each of those areas so that you can actually collect all the chests uh, every time they come up. So that's a really good guide for you to check out. Cheese Forever has a video, as I mentioned earlier, on the uh, Stasis Glow uh, early glitch with the Fell Winter's Helm. So if you want to go and see what that looks like, if you don't have a Warlock, or if you want to see it, if you do have a Warlock, that's for you to have a look at. And then Cheese Forever has put Solstice, to... Solstice 2020 Warlock, Hunter, and Titan guides together for you for tips, tricks, and cheeses. So each one of those will be linked. As to Cross has got Solstice tips and tricks video, uh, how to cut the grind in half. So this is some really good things of like we've mentioned in the last couple of weeks of how to double up on different things. But as we weren't actually in Solstice at the time, we could only kind of tell you roughly what the objectives were. This is a man that's actually done the objectives and can tell you from first-hand experience of how to double up on things. He also has uh, a Noble Truth Teller build with the Truth Teller Grenade Launcher, which is going to be replacing the going forward in PvP, and the Lumina Hand Cannon. So this was a build, apparently, he saw his friend's... Um, noble... What was it? Noble Truth Teller? It's called Noble Pretty Truth good. Teller. Uh, he saw his friend Frostbite put this build together, so he's expanded on this pvp but he also says it's one that you could also use in pve so that's why i've included it because i thought it covers something for everybody and then i i know i keep banging on about this gun but i I really want this gun to work and cool guy has got how to master taraba in pvp and he says it's a monster and i know over the last couple of weeks a couple of videos together of him playing with other youtubers and i understand it they are YouTubers and they are fantastic at the game because these are the guys that go flawless. But it, I, I want this gun to be really good. So I'm going to be focusing on like brushing up my skills with submachine guns. And um, he's got a really cool guide on how to get good with Taraba in PvP. Speaking of the Taraba, stand by. My son was talking to me about this yesterday, in fact. And he says the Taraba, you can activate the perk that it's got, the exotic perk, by jumping up in a small area and hitting your head like on the ceiling, right? Because if you can cause damage to yourself, you can activate the perk and just go nuts with it. <laughs> I was just like, that's a thing? He goes, yeah, as long as you can hurt yourself, you can activate the perk. So it's a bit so, like throwing the grenade at your feet and, and damaging yourself. Kind of, kinda, yeah. Oh, okay. Ifrost Bolt has gone infinite sentinel with charge Monte Carlo build. 
with unlimited frisbees and this is based on the fact that you know we get these different elements each day so you could be burning with void solar or arc light and you collect the different orbs so he's done this build on a void day so when you pick up the void orbs and you get to 30 it gives you i think if you crouch it gives you invisibility and true sight so you can see through walls but it also increases your ability recharge rate as well so what he's using is the doomfang pauldrons and with the monte carlo he's then recharging his melee so in the first opening kind of clip that he shows you he just goes to town on everybody it's it was really really funny and again i know it's a youtuber doing what they do best and really slaying out but i thought it'd be really worth a watch because for the next couple of weeks we've got the solstice around and if this is something you can do in pvp it's probably worth a try uh, again also with doing different builds with the different elemental uh, orbs that we're getting Eurol has got the best solar empowered build for a warlock and this is again very similar to how um, frostbolt has put his build together this is on a warlock sunbreaker is it a sunbreaker no it's not a sunbreaker it's sunsinger are they sunsingers they're sunsingers aren't warlock it's a warlock warlock with its um solar abilities and um yes with <laughs> lots of lots of grenades being thrown out with uh, the sun braces word so yeah lots of um grenades with sun braces worth a watch and then plunder the booty has got an insane pve titan build which gives you a super in 10 seconds and this is using ruinous effigy and the doomfan pauldrons yeah seen it really good for titans for pve well, there you go. and, and there's a lot of pve there's, there's a lot of pve activities at the moment so that's worth something somebody checking out and then a build that i was putting together i'm not sure did i talk about this last week i can't remember if i did or if i just saw it and i just decided to do it so the reason I decided I was going to start on my Warlock this week is I saw this uh, video by I Bet On Me, which was Supercharged Aggressive Warlock build. And he's put it together for PvP using the uh, Outbreak Perfected and then like the mods for the mods for Pulse Rifles and the I can't remember the name of the chess piece now. Uh, it's called Chromatic Fire. That's it. He uses the chromatic fire, which basically is crystalline transistors, which precision kills with your kinetic weapon, create uh, an explosion in the element of your equipped subclass. So you imagine that with the outbreak perfected with all those little nanites. And in PvP, he did a 34 defeats with a 17.0 KD. And I know I'm not as good as, as him, but I thought this would be something really fun to do with what we're kind of doing now with all the different orbs that we're collecting. And I thought, maybe I could kind of modify this to go into PVE activities to use to generate orbs and things. So once I've kind of get my chess piece done, I'll be swapping it out for the chromatic fire and then finishing off doing what I'm doing for that. So I've got to play my 10 gambit matches to swap that out. So that's something I'll be doing over the next couple of days. And that's it for my tips, tricks, guides and builds this week. There's nothing for hunters. Nobody wanted to put anything out there for hunters. But I do apologize. Hunters don't need anything. As long as we have a, uh... Our top tree. Well, I mean, I mean, no, we have top tree each other, right? And you, you, you throw down a grenade. It gives you back your freaking 
you know, your dodge and your 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 melee, right? I mean, it's just it's it's too easy to be a hunter right now. It's easy out there for a hunter. Yep. Do you guys want to go over the comments that we've had? Feedback. Absolutely. We beg people for them, so we might as well read them when they send them to us. Yep. Uh, let's see. Let's go start. I guess here's more more random random question than a comment, but uh, another pun on Twitter asked Paul Tassi, "What are the odds the hard light and borealis add stasis in November? Would you guys like to see stasis coming to borealis and hard light?" Uh, yes, yeah. I would. It's not yeah. gonna happen. Well, I mean, they've already changed the weapon, despite what the lore says. Once, might as well do it again, right? Asked and answered. There we go. Uh, and Corey, or Corey, Cody. The you know, embodiment of hunter kind and telesto kind says, "Been a while, fellas. What is your least favorite exotic and why?" Mine personally is the symmetry because it always felt like Bungie just gave up on the Skyburner's Oath, a weapon I wanted to see buffed. Always a pleasure, Cody. Worldline Zero. Least favorite. Exotic. Why the Worldline Zero? The exotic sword. Yep, the yes. exotic arc sword. Number one, it has no range, which in the beginning, when I first saw the exotic sword, I was hoping for a ranged ability like we had in D1. It did not have that. Instead, you got kind of like the spin like the Dark Drinker had. But unfortunately, you had to run first to activate the the ability. And I the didn't blink like that. kind of ability. Of yeah, it. yeah. I, w- I wasn't a fan of that at all. So, um, yeah, that's why, man. Honestly, in a nutshell, it's just the. Uh, how they put it together you know i i didn't want the blink i definitely don't want to have to start sprinting before i get my blink and it's just it's fully done i think i'm going to say there's a tie of um every single solar-based titan exotic armor piece because none of them are worth running and none of them are worth using what about weapons he just said exotic he didn't say weapons or armor i know i'm asking what about weapon uh weapon it's it, it's such a hard question because there's so many of them I just don't use. And honestly, when he mentioned Sentry, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? I forget most of these even exist in the game because I play with, you know, about six things and that's about it. What about Tommy's matchbook, especially with your war pig on? I, I really need to pull that back out. I finally finished my Wither Horde catalyst. I need to pull it back out and play I'm, around. I'm that. doing my Tommy's matchbook catalyst right now, and I just finished my Wither Horde catalyst 30 seconds ago. <laughs> um, I'm going to say the two-tailed fox because, I don't know, I was just really I wanted it to be something good and great and I just never feel like it quite lives up to that, what I want it to be that, you know, burning burning and void and it, it sounds so good on paper, you know, one void and one solar rocket that can track onto the same target it just never feels like it hits hard enough or does enough damage to really be worth it, so Even with Demon's uh, two-tailed fox build from two weeks ago? You still don't uh, like it? Don't know because I've never spent the time to do any of these builds. I always think I'm going to, and then I never end up getting around to it. Ah, uh, yeah, you and you not having time to do anything. If, if if I could build some of them offline and bring them online, and maybe I should look at dim and put some of these together while I'm off the Xbox, and then just load them up when I get on the Xbox. But I always think I'm going to have time to do it, and then I get in the game and I'm like, play for the hour I have, then screw around with armor or a spreadsheet. So what about you, Night Demon? What's your least favorite exotic? Um, I'd say possibly the Darcy. Just just when that gun thinks it's good, somebody comes along and goes, "Hey, hey, no, this gun's better. Use this one." <laughs> and I feel I still I, I feel sorry for it because you know, and I know that they use it for like 
is that that's the one they use for measuring the distance in a lot of videos. It, of, it is, but it's also really good for boss DPS too. Like if you don't have the last, I'm sorry, the Whisper of the Worm, then yeah, you yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the Whisper outclasses it. A, a lot of people say if you've got a Whisper, put that on. No, I don't think I've ever been into a raid and they go put on your Darcy. It's amazing. They put put on the Whisper. And like you were saying the other week, that Queen's Break a Bow for mm-hmm. the uh, Scourge of the Past. I mean, that gun is in and out of flux, but nobody says, bring your Darcy. They used to, there was a, there, I think there was about a, a two month period where that it suddenly was the gun to have, but it's not the gun for me. And, you know, the Aeon saves, the Aeon Swifts, the Aeon Souls. <laughs> yeah, the, the entire Aeon. Just the Aeons of. Pain and suffering of why, why? Mm-hmm. That, that's something that definitely needs. If they're going to bring something back and redo something, rework those. Stop trying to buff what's actually on there. Rework it because yeah. they are the worst things ever. They're yeah. the worst exotics. They're, yeah. they're not not least favorite. They're just the worst exotics. Yeah, turn them into something that would that somebody would put on for a reason other than it's my highest light level thing that I happen to get while light leveling. What was that? I missed that. That's the only reason I ever see anybody put on an Aeon anything. Because it was (laughs) It's like, well, I just got to drop it. It's, you know, five higher than I have. That's the only reason I've ever seen anyone use it. There's just... Yeah. Even then, I wouldn't put it on. I would immediately infuse it into something else. Right. (laughs) If if it was an exotic that, say, uh, a support you could wear to help your support class or as a support class, you would wear it and it would charge, say your, your hunter with so that your hunters super could charge uh, 10 times faster or your warlock. If you were a Titan, you know, something like that, that would actually give you, I mean, I'm not saying in PVP, I'm saying for like PVE activities, something that would boost you to actually want to have it as a support role. So that maybe it drains your super, but you give their supers a longer time to to last. So you could imagine at a dawn blade, you pop uh, your super, but the aeons take your super and give it to whoever's popped their super at that time. So you maybe you could have a, a maximum of three people using their supers, and your aeons use your super ability, much like we have with the finishers now. If you do a finisher with one of those mods, it takes a part of your energy. Why not have the Aeon safes do something like that and actually support your team rather than, oh, if I throw out a grenade, they get like one fifth of their barrier recharged. Ridiculous. Actually make it worthwhile. Yeah. See that? Because in a lot of raids, Titans don't really have a super that can contribute aside from the bubble, right? So right. if let's say you're doing a raid and you don't need a bubble, what's a Titan super going to do, Right. If you had an Aeon safe that could give a Titan super to, let's say, a Warlock Well or a Height or a or Hunter Tether, that would be useful. You know? Yeah. yeah. Or, or if or, if you if the other way around, if you had a Hunter that didn't want to use their Arc Staff or their Blade Barrage and they wanted to give more time for that bubble to be there so that you could dip in and out for a DPS phase, say on like Crota or yeah. on whoever. Warpriest, things like that. You you could have a, an extension of the bubble, which would be great for DPS phases. See, See we solved that as well. We we've done amazing. We 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 fixed Gambit. We've come up with a, a way of getting more more people into trials, and we fixed the Aeon safes. 
They said it couldn't be done, but we did it. They they said it couldn't be done because they didn't ask us. That's their fault. Okay. Because nobody wants to try. Right. Unlike Colin Colin Stanton, who's going to try and ask us, say, let me preface this by saying I would never do this. But over the last week, I've seen ads on Facebook about companies who have, quote, professional gamers for a certain few who, who will play on your character. Yes, that means you must give them your username and password to do things like run a flawless in trials or carry you through a raid. I'm curious if you all had the chance to go to the lighthouse by having someone run as your character, would you do it? And he provides a screenshot of the ad, just one of these, you know, you know, it's account recoveries, basically. You know, you give someone your username and password, they recover your account to their console, PC, whatever, and play as you. Besides Night Demon, uh, Respawn, would you do this? No, I would not. For multiple reasons. Number one, you know, I'm an adult and, like, I have information on my account that I don't want people to have. Uh, and number two, I just don't trust somebody else playing on my account unless I'm, like, sitting right next to him as they're doing it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Just, yeah, just I, yeah, I'm I'm on. I'm with you. I would never give that. Even though I don't have any tied to that account, but my Xbox character, basically, it's still not something I give away. And, you know, you hear those stories. There were a couple that made a lot of press last year, the year before, about, you know, a kid who did this, and I say kid, teen, whatever, who gave someone their account and, you know, ended up deleting their character and everything and basically, you know, destroyed all of their gameplay and all of their characters. You know, people are jerks and you can't trust them. So, yeah, I wouldn't give anybody access to my account. I I, I say nobody. You know, again, like if it were panoramics, you know, someone I know in real life, a friend who you know, we're, we're doing something like I had a, I had a buddy way back in the day of the Xbox 360. There was this website, 360voice.com. That was sort of like, like even before, you know, before Twitter and things were a thing, it would sort of like post like what you played on your Xbox each day and you could do streaks. And I had a friend very similar to night demon who had a like 500 day streak going on their Xbox of just getting on and playing something every single day for like 500 days. And then they had to go out of town for work for a week. Gave me the keys. To, you know, it was a friend of mine I knew in real life. Gave me the keys to his apartment. And, you know, it was like, you know, go to my apartment, turn the Xbox on, you know, play, you know, play something, play, you know, 15 minutes or something. So the service can see that I played to keep my streak alive. <laughs> there are absolutely absurd reasons to do things like this. But yeah, just somebody I'm paying on the Internet to to do whatever. No, I'd. I much rather if you're gonna if you're gonna you know take me try take me flawless or get me through a raid, I'll play as me. Teach me what I'm doing because that way at least I'm also getting to learn. You know I'm getting a little bit better at least. I, I, I'm at least having the experience versus just you know having it on my character but not actually doing it. Right. Night demon. I, I no, I'd never pay anybody to do anything like that. Um, what if I've, what if you didn't have to? Oh wait, no, you've already done it because you've already given your account to a friend. <laughs> No, yeah, what are we friend, talking about? A friend that I know in real life. Right. That, that's why I made him go last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my my friends can jump on my account. That's no problem. You know, there's they're friends. Let me borrow your account. But, mm-hmm. That's when I even had all the all those flawless runs from his buddies that used to do the the flawless runs and the trials carries way back in the dark days of destiny. Shh, we don't so, yeah. tell people that. Uh-huh. Oh, we know. We know what you've done. I can edit this out. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Such a wuss. But you know, you know deeply in your soul what you've done. I do. No, but my, my friends would, you know, go on my account and use it to, to carry other people to the lighthouse in D1. So 
Yeah. yeah. I remember for a while too, like they had stepped away and they were just like, I don't have a character high enough light. You know, can I, can I play as you to go do these carries versus having to spend however many, you know, hours, days, weeks, getting my character up to light with the proper weaponry when we all know you have everything. So whatever they're looking for, it's like, it's like walking into an Amazon warehouse. Whatever you need yeah. is in that team's account. Whatever loadout you're looking for, it's there somewhere. You just have to find it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But like if if I had his opportunity where I had a friend, I would absolutely let my friend carry me to to the lighthouse because I don't want to play PvP in any way, shape, or form. Especially not that kind of PvP, right? Let's just draw a line under this. We would never pay anybody to do we this. We would never pay. We would would... we would enter into raffles on like Twitch and things like that, which we've Parody and I have both done. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, but that is to be carried with that person. You know, we will run behind them as they killed the other three guardians, that kind of thing. And then they go, here you are, here's the lighthouse, drop us off and go again. That, that, that's fine because you're there, you're experiencing it. But I, I wouldn't kind of ever do, no, I wouldn't ever do the pain. Yeah. So we had, we had another comment from Colbage09, Colbage, who knows how you say your name. He says, uh, over the to trial to trials or not to trials, that is the question featuring not our last episode. He says seven trial win requirement will be a stunning loathing challenge. I did just acquire my mountaintop thanks to momentum control and a good pal for comp, but at this point, sweats are more solstice focused and not in comp, so I feel comp is ten times easier than ever. Certainly in comparison to trials, I just may be able to get not forgotten if I keep going competitive. So just another perspective of, hey, you know, competitive is a point where you can, you know, again, Bungie's done a disservice to comp, you know, calling it competitive when really it's kind of like quick play at this point. It's sort of the best place you want to step into to have a reasonably matched game by and large. You know, if you're, again, if you're at, it, you know, like the the bottom half of the player base, you know, fit, you know cutting a player base into 50-50, you know, good, bad, I feel like you'll have a better experience in comp right now. But yeah, trials is just a whole nother another thing and i agree i've seen so many people who are like i'm not even going to bother master working anything because i'm never going to get seven wins and trials no matter how long they give me it's just not worth it right but saying that it is for the white glow and it is for something you can do way after you don't need to as long as you've got to that point remember you can eke it out over months you could probably get one win every couple of weeks and it would then work so and it's and the and the armor's going to be around for the next year, so up until this time next year. So it is something you could potentially do. So don't look at it as you've got to get seven wins all in one go in the next couple of weeks. It is something you could do over the next year if you felt like it. And then you can say, I've accomplished this, like I probably will do. One of these days, we'll find whichever weekend that becomes Laser Tag Weekend, where everyone goes into trials and nothing matters, and then we'll somehow get it done. All right, this is from, I don't know who this is from because it just has a picture and no name on it. It's from a, um, a musical plant. Ah, musical hey, plant. what up? Greetings, Hunter and Titans. After listening to your episode with, quote, not arf, I wanted to say I very much appreciate the lore segments in each episode, and I hope you'll continue with them. Also, I listened to the album The Fragile by Nine Inch Nails and loved it, so thank you, Parody. You're welcome, sir. I also listen to Word Crimes by Weird Al. <laughs> but also spits straight facts, LOL. So thank you, Respawn, for the suggestion. Would Night Demon like to recommend any music? I'm an open book. Not a warlock joke, but it could be. 
a musical plant. Yeah, musical recommendations from British Tad. Go. I have weird tastes. I go through, uh, I, I'd like to say, obsessive compulsive disorders of listening to different things. You so, obsessive? No. I could tell you what I'm listening to obsessively now, um, which would be the Hamilton soundtrack, because oh. I can on um, Amazon Prime. So mm-hmm. I just over and over again to the point that my wife wants to kill me. Other than that, most of the songs most of the songs that I kind of like listening to are songs from films. So like uh, from Cuffs, you've got the opening song where Kristen Slater's dancing with Mila Jolovich, which is Future's so bright I've got to wear shades. Things like that. Just something catchy. Um, Johnny Be Good from Back to the Future. My playlist is kind of all kind of stuff from films. But hey. So do you have a do you have a favorite soundtrack? And and I, I have to second the Hamilton soundtrack because it's freaking catchy and super addictive. Is yeah. do you have a favorite like is there a movie soundtrack you, you go back to time and time again or or a soundtrack that works outside the movie that you just find yourself listening to over and over? when I was younger, yes. Uh, I haven't kind of listened to whole soundtracks, but when I was younger, the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack was a good jam for the nineties. Nice. <laughs> that, that's the first first um, Dumb and Dumber, not Dumb and Dumbest, Dumb and Dumber Two. No, the first no, Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. Those, those those films do not exist. We do not acknowledge them. Those are not things. There is only one Dumb and Dumber movie. I'll fight you on it. <laughs> okay. So so I'm seeing a real a real trend here because we've had a question from Cody, Colin, you know, Colby Joe Nine, and now Colby. So uh, I see a real trend with the feedback. Apparently we're on COs working with through the, through the uh, alphabet on feedback this week. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get to the CUs. So Colby Bridges says, Respawn, parody, Night Demon. Oh. Thank you for the mention. I heard it by surprise for the first time today while I was working. I was so pumped to hear you guys read my comment out loud. I'd like to provide a update that with Solstice going on at the moment, Solo.com has alleviated from Uber Sweats in every match. And I've accomplished my mountaintop not paid, but properly earned. Finally, this has risen my kitty quite a bit and is a joy to play with, coupled with a renewed confidence for PvP. I may be late to Solstice, but I feel now is the time to get Not Forgotten in the solo survival queue, but we'll see. I started as a player who didn't belong in PvP. Respawn knows what I mean. Oof. But I my way up one painful match at a time, hoping with some better gear I might just maybe not feel as much pain in trials for my Titan armor piece. To get Mountaintop, I used the Militia's Birthright with Spike Grenade, Summoner, and the Colony, very important for multi-kills, and Lion's Rampart to stay high in the sky, Void Super for Suppressor Grenades, to kill oncoming supers such as Nova Bomb or Spectral Blades, which is always a threat for anyone. I will continue following. May the light guide you, Guardians, and stay safe. Peace. Thank you. So, that's awesome. Like, I'm glad, I'm glad, we, you know, you, you weren't completely beaten down by by comp and and pvp and yeah it, it can be a good experience if you if everybody goes and plays trials <laughs> oh, yeah. that's all. if everybody is somewhere else it's great oh yeah yeah but no i mean i mean i you know, i've only played a couple of 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 comp matches this season but it definitely ever since they made what was it a season ago two seasons ago where they sort of started you at the beginning of the season like you know reset your yeah, you know, glory obviously, but also like whatever internal ranking they were using to sort of put people with each other, and the event of that solo queue, it's made a world of difference for sure. 
Like there's yeah. a solo queue, there'd be no way I would have a recluse, and I think a lot of other people would have a lot of other things. So it's it's been wonderful, which really makes me want to get into uh, massive breakdowns. Mercules and Kiketcha went over sort of a how they would completely revamp PvP, but we'll save that for another day because we're trying to keep this under six hours today. But if yes. you're curious, go listen to episode 172 of their uh, PvP and Ruinous Effigy breakdown because they lay out a completely like how they would change up PvP entirely, and it's it, it's really interesting. We'll talk about it maybe next week, maybe another time. But I think that was our our feedback for this week. So again, and and everybody, thank you for you know. Re- Emailing, commenting, you know, we, we will. If you put a put a put a note somewhere, we will find it and read it. And and thank you again for listening. And thank you for you know asking questions, writing in. It's nice to know again that we're not just talking to our mothers that download the podcast to make us feel good. My mom doesn't even listen to my podcast. <laughs> which reminds me, I do need to set Night Demon and Not Ours voice side by side to see which my wife prefers for bedtime story reading. Oh, <laughs> British accent on the show now, and she's like, "A good one." I said, "Pretty good." Not sure. That's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> good. So now, now we've had two readings from Not Off, and you've been involved with both of them respawn. What's your verdict? What's your color verdict for this week? Uh, I'll have to check again next week. <laughs> Does put it off forever until <laughs> until he's just here permanently? What? No, that's not something I would do. Knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail running toward the running toward the castle. And you look away and he's running toward the castle again. Look, still back where he started. It'll be not our he's still joining the show. He's getting closer. <laughs> For the way. What, whatever I can do to not include his name in the title so we don't have to change two Titans and a hunter. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's always two Titans and a hunter, just now with added lore. Yeah. Now with added hunter. Fifty yeah. percent. We we don't acknowledge the other hunter. They're just it's just there. He's invisible. He's an invisible hunter. Oh, is he now? Okay. Well, that works, I guess. All right. <laughs> Keeping with our our stated goal. Thank you for joining us this week. Your titans are parody and night demon. Your hunter is no one response in real life. What Your hunter is not arf. You can email the show at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. Find the show on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. You can find the show on Instagram and Facebook at two titans and a hunter. You can leave us a comment in all of those places. We love getting comments. We read them out loud. Thank you very much, everyone. If you need raid help, go to the Guardian Hub or Guardian Downcast at lfg.frozen.party and find a good group. We are here for raid hindrance, trials hurt, and loads of giggling. You can find your favorite Guardian on Xbox Live and Respawn on PC. You can watch the show on YouTube, listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. And remember, guys, we're all someone's blueberry. So say goodbye, blueberries. Goodbye, blueberries. Goodbye, blueberries. Oh. So that was a record that we got through that in pretty quick time. We did, which was good because I told my wife we'd be done by noon so we could get on the road by one. We've you, you didn't tell us that, otherwise yeah, it would have been a lot quicker. We'd have gone really quick. Oh no, I'll leave that for a second. If I had told you that, we would have been six hours at this. <laughs> I've yeah, learned, I've learned how to he knows me. <laughs> tell respawn what not to do and what to respawn do. I'm still recording. We could carry on going if you want. There's a few oh, yeah, we no, can discuss. Totally, 100%. Uh, yeah. no, no, see, I have read I've read the end. That was the end. Uh, no, yeah, but I could I could put this bit in and no. it, people would never know. <laughs> Just you and I would know.
Respawn would never know. Yeah. But you and I would know. 